Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. I'm John Denman, your host, DJ Muskrash, the producer, and man, tonight we are... We bailed out again from Drink of Ages Pub, and we stopped by Watershed. Watershed, a little kick-ass bar that opened up South Post Oak 610 area. Yeah. South Post Oak. I always get confused, man, because there's like four Post exits Oak. really fast. South Post Oak. But, yeah, South Post Oak 610 over here. And so we're doing a remote show, hanging out, drinking uh, some good brash beers with the guy that's making these beers. We have Vince Mandeville. As Hello. a guest this week. And then the proprietor of this beautiful, badass place, Watershed, Rick Costello is here. Hello. So, uh, yeah, the, the bad part is that we actually started the show 30 minutes ago. and But <laughs> you know, this is when we finally turned the mics on to get going. Because if you were listening, you would have learned a lot about Disney, Universal, <laughs> uh, a lot of music history of Houston. Funyuns. Funyuns. Yeah. Munchy, munchos. Uh, Denver at 3 a.m. Denver at 3 a.m. Yeah. Quesadillas. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, uh, we'll we'll try to get through this show the best we can. Uh, the bad part is that three of us are almost out of beer. Two of us are. I'm almost. Vince, you're the only one that sipped yours, which is crazy because I've seen you chug a lot of beer. Yeah, that's. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm 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 trying my hand at adulting. You're maturing? <laughs> it's not worth it. I know. I know. It's not worth it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and make five segments this show. <laughs> go ahead and take a break so we get refills. But now, uh, let's talk about Watershed for a little bit because that's where we are hanging out. Uh, you guys opened up just a few months back. Yeah, about four months. Yeah, in April. We opened tax day. Yeah, the best day to open. Well, it, it'll remind you every year yeah. <laughs> of your anniversary. Yeah, it'll remind Good me and to bad. file an extension. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> oh, man, that reminds me. I did file an extension. Uh, see? Damn it. You still got two months. That's so, got to be coming soon. It's huh? October like, 15th, I think. Oh, okay, plenty of time then. I don't even have to worry yeah. about it. To try to file that re-extension. So you guys, you guys you know, decided to open up down here. Uh Oh, getting beer? Oh, uh, man, Easy 7. Easy 7. Mini Boss. Mini Boss. Easy 7. So? So you guys decided to open up a nice little, I mean, you got it. First of all, you got a killer tap list. Uh, supporting a lot of local breweries, Texas breweries. And the tape deck 
top wall is something uh, pretty badass. Yeah. I, when it, when the first time I came over here, I was walking around like looking at tapes, yeah. and then I saw I think it was was a yellow and pink Memrex or oh yeah 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 that one. It's like man, I, I used to that that's what that was a cool one to send the girls. There's some mixtapes, yeah yeah yeah. There's one on the wall that says Mom's tape that I made for her when I was in uh, high school or junior high, and uh, a lot of mixtapes and a lot of Houston bands and a lot of just uh, random stuff. So. Yeah, it made a good backsplash. So, well, I was going through, going through my shed, and I came across a box, and I'm like, "Oh, look, there's Smashing Pumpkins, Gish. Hey, look, there's Sonic Youth. Yeah, and and yeah, CDs. I don't think CDs will ever make a comeback. No, I don't think they will. But I feel like tapes one day. People are going to play tapes. I think they already kind of have. Like a bunch of the indie rockers are making like tape series and stuff. Doing cassette yeah. tapes. Also, because they're easy, they're it's small, big and, they're compact. Big and underground metal too. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. They're they're starting to um, make a comeback. Yeah. Obviously, but if you ever need to rewind up there manually, you can go get a pencil eraser and go do it. It will work. Yeah. <laughs> they still function. Well, let me go uh, go to my mom's house, get my boombox out of the garage or the attic, and yeah, man. If I wouldn't certainly. have affixed them to the wall with uh, with uh, liquid nails, it would be <laughs> nice to have a tape night where we could just pull them down and uh, play. But about three quarters of those are, yeah, you wouldn't want to be here for that night. And and well, on top of that, I don't think a tape tape night would work very well unless you had one of those cool radios that would you could hit play and fast forward at the same time and it would stop the next song oh yeah, yeah. But most of them didn't do that so it's the, like up oh, hold on rewind it, nope fast forward nope called, rewind was it called like abs or something like that automatic program aps automatic program search i think you hit the little button and it would stop where the where the gap was i remember that that was fancy that, that was technology you know, that that took up space in your mind to it's remember that you know that right yep yeah all right it's still there. <laughs> I remember going to Foley's when I was like nine years old. And I got me, my mom bought me my first real boom box. And it was purple. It was made. I put stickers all over it immediately. And I don't remember, though, what the first tape I played. It was probably, I don't know. I, I have no idea what it would even be at nine years old. Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, probably. Nine years old for you was when? Uh, 84. <laughs> so I was nearly graduating. I was close. I was. <laughs> so you that could have been that could have been a numerous amount of things. It could have been Janet Jackson who's on the wall up there. Yeah. Could have been Janet Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Yeah, or honestly, it's probably something like Statler Brothers. <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys. Oak Ridge Boys. That makes more sense. That's what Sundays were at our house. Yeah, yeah listen to some Alabama. Oh, I was about Alabama. to say Alabama. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. go from like Alabama to Dolly Parton to uh, the Beatles, the Blue Record compilation, which is only one my dad would listen to because they weren't psychedelic at that point. So he was, oh no, the red one. Oh, the 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 red the one volume, with them looking down the building. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like the blue one was too. Or maybe Yanni on tape. Yanni on tape. It's over there. Yeah. yeah. So Rick's dad actually has some of his uh, recorded tapes up oh, there, and one of them is a, a Yanni tape with a picture of Yanni on it. Yeah. Like so he, that he made to, it. when you're looking through the clear tape, you can see Yanni's face. You, well, that's, that's what you want to see when yeah. you're looking for. If you're making a mixtape, yeah, especially it's if it's for hair. somebody, 
It's got to look good. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, when you give that tape and she opens it up and she sees Yanni, I think the panties just fall off, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> now, now I'm picturing some different things with Dad making a Yanni tape. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Sorry, not, man. Yanni's not the master of the pan flute, right? Uh, Yanni is the pan flute. Is he really? The master of the pan flute. Is that, Yo, is that a cello, Yanni is, is pan flute. Is that a... Can we look that up on Urban Dictionary pan flute? Is that some sort of a sexual thing? Is it something that we can say on the radio these days? You think it's a euphemism? <laughs> it might be. You think it's a euphemism of that? Yeah. Um, the pan flute. No pan flute. I'm just thinking of yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere to go back from that. Now, now you're thinking about your mom and your dad. <laughs> Depending on what kind of pan flute he's carrying. Let that sink in for just like, all right, two seconds. Done. <laughs> no more. <laughs> all yeah. right. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, the cassette wall, yep, and then the pub, yeah. Cassette wall, pub, uh, food. Man, honestly, uh, I'm actually real excited because on the fourth segment, or in between the third and fourth segment, I'm going to put an order in for wings because I want to eat some okay. wings. Good. I'm going to try them out, and uh, that way we can talk about them during the last segment. Okay. And I feel like I'll probably need some substance at that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chicken wings will probably do well. They're delicious. Yeah, we just we felt a need on this side. I live on this side of town, and there's nothing over here representing anything craft beer or a scratch kitchen. So we kind of pushed it that direction. So. Well, you have a, you have a pretty kick-ass spot. You have a lot of room here, too. That's nice. See, it's uh, big. It's, it's, I look at him, man, I could fit 12 drink of ages in here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a small pub. Something to be said for small, though. That's nice. I don't think that's ever been like a, <laughs> something that really gets talked about a lot. It's manageable. How about that? Well, no, this is a, it's a good night out here tonight. Uh, we got a good crowd. Drinking some Easy 7. A little brash beers. Thank you. On top. But let's talk just a little bit. Let's see what time is it. We got, yeah, we got a couple minutes uh, before we have to go to break. But you guys have known each other for quite a bit of time now. About 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, played in a band together in the 90s. Yep. Uh, for a good four or five years. Yep, till around 94-ish, yeah. 95. Yeah. From 90, and then... Uh, then we weren't playing, but we still played on the, the Hellhole compilation together because yeah. I filled in for Smile 69, and you were with the Jinkies on that, right? I didn't play on that. Yo, that was Giancarlo? Yeah, it was Giancarlo oh, with the Chapman stick. We were still Bleach Bath at that point. Yeah, we were, yes. Interesting. Yeah. I have totally forgot about Giancarlo and the stick. Yeah. Interesting. Thank God he didn't want to go to base because I wouldn't have a job with the Jinkies if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, nah, so. you would have. Yeah. We'll yeah, so yeah, a long time, 30 years, <laughs> lots of bands. Yeah, a lot. Lots of shows. Yeah. You went on to Jinkies after that, yeah. played in Peterbilt for a minute, no? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And Ricky, he's been playing in bands, well, pretty much the same band. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. Bleach Bath called Bleach it Bath to, uh, fired for wa- to Project Grimm to Fire for Walking to Project Grimm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we're talking about like Houston bands. Yeah, yes, not, yes. not Austin or anywhere else or anything yeah. else. We're yeah, talking yeah. about Houston in the 80s, 90s. You know, that's when you guys uh, were out there jamming in all these badass little places that most of them don't exist anymore. 
That's correct, yeah. Yeah. They don't exist. Except for numbers. Uh, no, no, also Rudyard's. Oh, yeah, Rudyard's still there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Leo's still holding it strong. 40 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing their anniversary party coming up, actually. Yeah, 41, I think, right? I believe it is, yeah. Which which reminds me of a, a plug real quick. Oh, yeah. Run to Ruds 2K is happening. Uh, I can't even. I, I've got to look at my calendar. So it's, it's a, it's a but horrible it's plug. But it's coming. So a Drink of Ages to Rudyard's back to Drink of Ages. Oh, man. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Can you walk it? You don't have to run. Do uh, you? Walk, ride, skate, stumble, crawl. It's not far. Okay. It depends. When is, yeah, it, is it going to be in November? <laughs> because the weather permits that very well. And there's a there's a stop and shop on the way. I'm pretty sure that you can get a beer at. Yeah, well, there's two I mean, of them. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do anything, stop by Al's, get yeah, a euro to walk back with. Back. Oh yeah, euro and a beer. Yeah. Well, Lily has been doing it. She supported everything for a long time. So. When we used to play there, it was downstairs in the little front room. Yes, it was uh, in front of the dartboards. In front of all the dartboards. So, oh yeah, when that when 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 they hadn't expanded, uh, I actually lived where the I lived in an apartment, and my bedroom was pretty much where the stage was in Rodgers. Yeah, I lived with windows. I lived with Chad Hogue. Uh, uh, He and I played in Peterbilt together. Actually, Ken Bridge lived there for a little while too. Ken so Bridge for so Man of God, Mickey, and my brother Mickey lived in a closet. <laughs> yeah, he did. Literally a closet. His, his, his whole room was a closet. Well, his twin bed fit perfectly in the bottom of that closet. Yeah, with no room on either side. Well, you can't fall out. Yeah. Safety. Montrose was fun back in the '90s, especially yeah. living above Rutgers. I'm sure well, it was a lot of fun. It really, uh, Glenbo that used to play drums for Portland Bastards, he ran Rudyards at that point and in the time. Party yeah, yeah I, I forgot about the party house. Um, when Chad and I moved upstairs, the first thing we did was go down to Rudyards, and that's when they had those big uh, British-style imperial the pints, the window pane kind of pineapple-looking pints, mm-hmm. and uh, we go down there. And we get a beer, and Glimbo's like, you live upstairs, you drink for free. And then a week later, we went down there to get our beer. He's like, you live upstairs, you drink half price. <laughs> and then a week later, he's like, you guys are paying full price for your beers. You're, you're drinking way That's too, too much. too much beer. But I'm, I think I owned like more of those pint glasses at one point in time upstairs in, in my apartment oh, that than, they, that they had at, than they had at mm-hmm. Rudyard's. I still have three downstairs. or four of them at home. Yeah. I took four of them when they, when they closed. Oh. They, uh, yeah, those were great. The big window pane 20 ounces. Yeah. Across the street from Rudd's was Pick and Pack. That's where Ricky and I probably had our very first shows. Our first public show. Which uh, was owned by Ralph uh, the Plumber. Ralph ran. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Plumber yeah, yeah. who runs for mayor yeah. too. Yeah, Ralph yes. Plumber or mayor. Yes, you decide. He, he ran for mayor like seven times. Yeah, he also did all of our plumbing here. Wow, I yeah. did not know. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah. yeah. And pick and pack was great. You just played for a case of beer. It was pretty simple. Or and sandwiches, but nobody, nobody ever ate nobody sandwiches. ate the food there. I, I had that conversation with him about a, two months ago, three months ago, and I was like, we, no one was going to eat your sandwiches. You're a plumber. We were. At You're making sandwiches. Yeah. Hold on a second. They just gave you beer, and then every single time after the show, what would he say? Nice party. Good party. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. He'd say good party. Yeah, good party. Good Good party. Psychedelic. 
craziness. All right, hold on. Let's take a break, and uh, we get back. We're over at Watershed talking to Vince Mandeville from Brash and Rick Costello over here at Watershed. Uh, sandwiches, plumbing. We'll we'll touch base on that. All right, drink of ages. Be right back. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to six for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Hey, it is lager season at Houston's own 11 Below Brewing Company, and they've got two easy drinking lagers available right now to help you crush the summer heat. If you're looking for something on the lighter side, their Crazy Pills is a dry hot pilsner built for the Houston summer with a fruity hot flavor and a very crisp finish. If malty is your thing, they can their Oktoberfest Mars and Lager for the first time this year. It's perfect beer to get you in the mood for football season. Look for their canned beers at your favorite craft beer store and try all their beers at their Edo Pub Crawl on September 14th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Check them out on Facebook. Look up 11 Below Brewing Company for all the event information. Spindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located eight miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletap.com and give us a like on Facebook. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back here at Watershed. Uh, let's see, 4820 West Belford. Yes, sir. Down here on the southwest side of Houston, 610. Kind of, uh, if, you're, if you're picturing uh, the Energy Stadium, the other ballpark, Astrodome. The old DeFalco's. The old DeFalco's, man. Yeah. The old DeFalco's right around the corner. Uh, Right there, you know, just keep going south. So just get to the corner, go south, make a U-turn, come up, and you're going to find Watershed. You guys got a lot of great taps on, uh, good food, good crowd hanging out. Uh, Rick Costello here hanging out. Vince Mandeville from Brash hanging out. DJ Muscratch, I'm John Denman, and uh, I don't know, I feel like I was about to end the show just then, Muscratch. <laughs> like, Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, now, uh, before before we went to break and we talked about everything else, uh, so much stuff, that um, you were talking about sandwiches at a plumbing place. Oh, And I, I don't remember that. So Pick and Pack was the ice house where the parking lot is across from Rudyard's now. Pick and Pack was a very small ice house that had two garage doors, a counter where you got your beer over. It was just beer only. It was always cans only. That was it. I think they only had like three flavors, right? Lone Star. It's like PBR, Lone Star, and like maybe even like Black Label or something like that. Like 
old style hams. Uh, well, Meisterbrow. Meister, it was probably Meisterbrow. There might have been Meisterbrow. Yeah. That was a high end beer. Yes. For back then, Miller, yeah, a Miller yes. high end. But yeah. so it was just an ice house. So it was it was come and go as you please. All the shows were free, except for when uh, I think some punk band Ooh, charged at one point, and we were mad oh, about we, that. We did get mad. But I don't. I, we probably. I mean, I don't remember who it was. Oh. Maybe not. But somebody charged like two bucks, and we were all pissed off because it was super not punk rock. To True charge. punk fashion. Like, I'm not coming in. Yeah, but then Pick and Pack only lasted till like '93 ish. I mean, he, he sold, and then she she raised they raised it, and then Lily bought it, I think, and then it yeah. turned into a parking lot. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs> so what it was is the guy who owned it was a plumber, and yes, uh, at the end of the night, you know, he he would just say, "Hey, good party" or whatever. It's like a deli. But he had a uh, deli case that had. The beer, and he had sandwiches. He added them later. He said, hey, this side biz, we're going to have some food for you We're going to have some food for you guys. Well, anybody who knew what he did for a living was like, I'm not buying a sandwich from a plumber. <laughs> and also just walked into Pick and Pack because it, it was true. not exactly like. True. It was definitely on the CBGB bathroom scale of cleanliness, kind of. He had, remember he had like two or three of those crazy phlebotomy beds you know like you the the ones that oh you, that lean back so that, that lean you back, back so you get your blood, blood and plasma. Yeah. like he had yeah. like three of them in the band playing area yeah so you could sit and feel comfortable like you're getting your plasma yeah. donated <laughs> and a piano that sounded like it was from that replacement song that they beat the shit out of oh, it with yeah, the bat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was yeah that's that's a pedigree but Jesus Lizard played there. Yes. When the Axiom closed down, and a couple other really big bands, Das Damen and somebody else played there in that little small space, which was pretty incredible. I I don't know. I, I, I don't remember that place. It's, uh, you, yeah, it, I started going to Rudyard's about 93. I wasn't quite 21 yet, and started showing up over there and throwing darts, drinking the big imperial pints of bass yeah yeah a whole lot of those uh, i'm trying to There's think of what else of bass was and newcastle involved back in those days and chinerbach and chinerbach was the king of all kings at that yeah. point there was a jump in the fence at emos and as long as i got in and grabbed a rolling rock or a newcastle i knew i was good for the rest of the night and i can go to club some later always a bad wow. decision as well yeah, wow. really bad decisions we made those bad decisions yeah wasn't there water bottles filled with vodka, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would get off work at Emo's, and we would go over to some because we weren't – we were full liquor, but apparently we needed to have more, like, rot gut uh, vodka with cranberry in water bottles and watch people rave. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, what we had to do. Yeah. Lots of times the sun came up. Yeah, there were. You mentioned that because I remember there. There were certain times that certain, like certain times where we were at some, and everybody's like partying balls, and they're like, "You want a water bottle?" Like, yeah, and I'd be like, oh, "That's not water." Yeah, no, no. that was a four dollar water bottle, and they gave you a, a OJ back. Yes, yeah. just yeah. like that much OJ, like a little rocks glass. But all the bartenders there, all the servers over at some, they weren't bartenders because. It was after hours. They couldn't have any alcohol. No, right? they of were course. selling yeah. juice and water. Uh, they would 
they would get to uh, Emo's at like 10, drink for four hours, and then go to work. So. <laughs> I'm sure there were some uppers well, were, involved, there were, too. There were, there were party favors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no comment on any of that. Uh, I just remember going and, and dancing and having a good time, you know, and then going home early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, early in the morning. Early early for the next day. <laughs> the next day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and what I like to remember about emos here is that everyone always, when you say emos 90% of the time, everyone associates it with Austin, but yeah. we were the original emos by like two years, right, at least? Actually, Austin emos, I think, came... I may be wrong. I've got to call Emo. And they, the I Dallas, the, the Orbit Room became, came before Austin, Austin Emo's, didn't it? Oh, maybe. We played a show there or two. Yeah. I think the Orbit Room, which was like the one of the owners in the Houston Emo's was not going to let them use Emo's name in Dallas, so they called it the Orbit Room. Uh, and then I think they opened Austin Emo's. Here's the thing about Austin Emo's is that... Johnny Cash played on that stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody like that ever played well, wait, at the though, Houston Emos. Wait, hold on Emos. a minute. We saw every show for like two years for free at Emos here. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then Shimmy Shack opened for a hot minute when he wanted to drive all the live business over to Washington. And that was also pretty cool. It's like six months or something like that? Yeah. There were a lot of good shows. I think that show was at Shimmy Shack, that Rockets and the Crypt show right there. The, the thing about Houston music back in the day was before, well, I won't say before emos. It, it just seemed like playing in a band, it was like if you if you had the perception that you were trying too hard, well, you're just a sellout. <laughs> so everybody did just enough not to really care. Not uh, just just good enough to play music, yeah. but not enough to. It's like, don't, don't promote your show. Yeah, you can't do Why it. Why would you promote your Wait, show? Wait, we did promote. There I were know, but it was thousands of flyers that we put out for no but, reason. That's what but I was about to say, still, man. No matter where you parked downtown, you, were, you had it, like flyers yeah. all over your car. Well, but, but it was pretty much preaching to the converted oh, at that yeah, point yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you got one of our flyers, it was because we were probably putting it under the the windshield uh, wiper of somebody we knew, or at Emos. Yeah, which was so, everyone we knew. Yeah. What was uh What was the place that opened up downtown for a short period above? Uh, Lavos. Lavos. Yeah. Lavos two. Yeah. Lavos so two. Lavos one. We cut our teeth oh, on. Lavos man. one was off of they Richmond, had a, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. They was had that a Dennis one, now. Was it one two three? Up, or there was a pool table when you walked one, in. Alabama. Yeah. One two three Alabama. It was something like that. It's like right at the spur. Yeah. They had, called, they had a tap called. They had a tap called Swill. I remember. You that. never knew what it was. No, That's and what we kind of it was like six bucks a pitcher, or what? something. Six bucks a pitcher. It was super cheap. That something might yeah. be actually more expensive than it was. Yeah, it, it might have been three fifty a pitcher. Whatever. And then they it was. moved downtown to where they were above, uh, like Frank's. Uh, it's Frank's. Where, uh, it's where um, El Big Bad is now. Yeah. yeah. They were upstairs for about a year. You know how that was a big undertaking. You know how much of a pain it is to. Uh, Carry an Ampeg 810 cabinet up I, those stairs. I do. I know how much it is. <laughs> Not only that, you yeah. know, you might get robbed walking up there. True. I mean, it was a, yeah. uh, it was a shady time back then in downtown Houston. Yes, and he, it was very, um, he was super. I mean, that was pie in the sky. I like to open that for Dwayne. I mean, he still I, has that bar, right? Yeah, he still has Davenport. Davenport, yeah. South and in the middle of town. But he, that was a great job trying to do that he was at the forefront it just was too forefront i think and it was hard to do because it was a big big space so 
Laveau's on Alabama was great because it was just simple and easy Small. like Rudyard's. Yeah. yeah. But there were so many bars at that point in time that did Houston live music in the Montrose. There was uh, uh, the Blue Iguana. The Pig. Uh, the Blue Iguana was the great. Pig? The Pig. The Pig. Uh, uh, Urban Art Bar. The Satellite. Uh, what was the one that Joe Clater did? Uh, that was Goat's Ru- Head Soup. Goat's Head Soup. It, uh, it burned down. It, yes, it It was a tragedy. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah, some insurance was involved. I think sure. it might have been. They, yeah. they went to prison for that. Oh, the yeah, abyss. Right. The abyss was the, the abyss. Vatican. The, the Vatican, Vatican to the yeah. abyss to unicorn. Yep. Oh. No, unicorn was the unicorn was north yeah, on north 45. The Washington Show yeah. Bar. Washington Avenue Show Bar was one of the biggest ones. Yeah. It was the same shotgun bar that was on Washington, like right about where you out the pawn shop was. Um. It was, Shepherd area. It was, yeah, it, the stage was like about a foot and a half high. They did a lot of great shows. I think Jesus Lizard played there like four I, or five I times. I saw Jesus Killdozer. Lizard there. I saw uh, Ed Chrome. Hall played there a bunch. Oh, Crumb. I saw. That's one that gets forgotten a lot, the Washington Avenue show bar, because it was it was like, it was kind of, that was a problem. Everything was so spread out. The Axiom was way over there. The show bar was there. Rudyard's was over here. There wasn't. I, the, the Shimmy Shack is where Pearl is right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where Mary Jane's was. Mary where Jane's. Where Mary Jane's, yeah. yeah. The, the, on the east side, I don't remember anything other than Axiom. The Axiom. Yeah. That the was pretty side. much it back then, and it was the Apocalyptic Monster Club before or Cabaret Voltaire. No, Cabaret Voltaire was actually... It was the AMC. No, AMC was way down in Clear Lake. Oh, the Axiom was Cabaret Voltaire then. I don't remember. (laughs) No, it was called Cabaret Voltaire before it was the Axiom a long time ago. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Not the band. Not the band. It was a club called called Cabaret Voltaire. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. It was on Shinnevert. Cabaret Voltaire was on Shinnevert. I don't remember. Was it by Riches, kind of? I don't remember. We can go tangent. This can get yeah. really deep. Homage? Homage. Uh, I that saw was Fugazi. Red Square. Fugazi was I, I there with Fug- shoulders. Man, that was, that was a good show. show. Yeah. That was, that Homage was, was a, a dance club. Badass. Yeah. Yeah, it was a dance club, and Fugazi played there. Of yeah. course, for five bucks. Yeah. And you can record it. No, it's always it was And always make your own bucks. t-shirts and sell them. Yeah, because they didn't sell T-shirts or merch. Remember, I think Ian Ben would was allow like people to make crazy. their own brash T-shirts and sell them. I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, it would matter. When we first met, he was all about like, I want to do this punk rock DIY thing, and I was like, Can we go a little more metal? He's like, Well, I love metal, of course. <laughs> and now here we are, brash. Yeah, we are now. Actually, speaking of brash, I'm out of beer. I was over here like I'm drinking DJ Muskrat's beer. <laughs> Because I'm out. So let's take a break. <laughs> when we get back, we'll talk more with Vince and Rick. Uh, we're over here at Watershed. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. If you're thinking about opening up a bar a brewery, or if you have either one, you need to contact my friend Brian Kircher over at Draftsmiths of Texas. He takes care of all the beer lines at Drink of Ages, which makes it, you know, when breweries come in, they, they try their beer on tap. It tastes as good as it does the brewery. He can install your system, maintain it, glycol, do the whole thing. Give him a call at 713-647-1100 
or just look him up online, dstexas.com. And man, let him take care of your beer lines. Are you thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is ambersear.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for caskbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. All right, we're back for some more Drink of Ages radio show. You know, watershed. I mean, and I mean, the, the way that the show typically works is we sit around, we have pints with with uh, friends of ours, brewery places we like to hang out and all that. So we're we're a watershed with Rick Costello, Vince Mandeville, thank you, Brass Brewery, hanging out. And so, in between, what everybody missed was the whole. I think I watched a whole movie played in front of me. <laughs> By Rick and Vince in between segments. So a little Raising Arizona happened. Okay, so let's go back into beer, I think. You you, you control this. You go back yeah. to beer. I don't control anything. I, I, I sit back and I watch you guys. <laughs> As anyone has ever listened to the show before, I'll probably say the least. I, just, I sit back and hang out and drink beer with people that I enjoy hanging out with. Uh, the, then we're, then we're doing a fantastic yeah, job. You guys are doing great. Right now. You're right on cue. Right on cue. Uh, but no, we, we we definitely talk about beer for a little bit. Um, brash, you guys uh, definitely made a name for yourself, especially uh, Houston market and Texas market, and pretty much all over the world. I think at this point, uh, you guys you guys like the hoppy beers. You we like do. the big stouts. We do. But then you made a pilsner, and it's like, hey man, that's a pretty good pilsner. Beer. Beer. I think the. The best way to put it is that uh, anybody, I can't say anybody, but if you want to test how good a brewer is, make them make a Pilsner with just one malt and keep it under 35 IBUs. I think keeping it clean and making making it taste uh good is is not as easy as everybody thinks it is it's really weird you know when you see these beers these pilsners on these beer rating things saying that well this one eh it's a three uh this one's a 2.5 and it's an amazing beer somebody put 
just the most amazing brewing skills to get that beer and it doesn't add up to something that's that the kitchen sink was thrown in because only 1,000 bottles were made for consumption and everybody wants to trade for it. Well, the whole beer rating system, to me, there there's some benefit to it, but then I look at the whole thing and go, is it really beneficial? I was talking to uh, somebody I used to work with at St. Arnold Bev Blackwood one time, and he was asking me, you know, why don't you guys go to GABF? And part of my answer is, well, when I was with St. Arnold, we won quite a few medals at GABF and the World Beer Cup. But the other part is is that how can you put a number on how good something is? Because taste is so subjective. It's not a sport, you know? It's it, we're, it's the same thing, I guess, you know, uh, like Rick... It, it's, only as, it's only as good as the most popular person telling you it's that good. Well, you read restaurants and movies too, right? Like, sure. You're not sure. Gonna, you're not going to, like, the, it's, it's not, it's the same thing. Like, I like, you either like a beer or you don't. True. That's the way I treat it. Like, I use Untapped, which is obviously the beer guy's... It's your nemesis like Yelp is for restaurants, right? People can yes. unanimously put a, a review of something up and go, I don't like this. Well, that person could drink Pabst Blue Ribbon for all I know their it's, entire life. It's so. funny. Like, I, I spent a lot of time uh, kind of looking at these beer rating things. Like, we, when I worked at other breweries, I would go, okay, we're going to put a new beer out. Now I'm going to use this beer rating thing to see how good people think this beer is and inevitably you're going to get somebody let's say we brash put out nice things which is our first double ipa now that being said cali green and pussy wagon are are both very big ipas but we put out what we consider our double ipa You will inevitably get somebody who says, I don't like IPAs. I really don't like double IPAs. I'm going to give this beer a one because I like Kolsch's and Porter's. Yeah, but they just, they pretty much just said it themselves. The problem is, it's a number based rating. And this person is taking down the numbers. Well, that's where people don't use that technology right because you you don't have to make that public you can you can keep it private where you rate your own beers but everybody wants everybody to see what they're doing what they're drinking with a photo with it and everything else so just like you said it's like ah yeah this beer easy seven yeah i'll give it a three because uh you know it's really hoppy and i don't like hoppy beers right it's a hoppy you, pale ale. But when they told so, you that you were going to drink it, they go, this is a super hoppy pale ale. And you go, well, I'll take it anyway. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. So what you have to do, if you actually are a brewer, is never look at those things. Correct. 
But, Ricky, as a restaurateur, don't you look at Yelp to see if you have yeah. some things? Yeah, 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 but you want to know. You, you have to know if there's something that you need to tweak. Correct? Only no. only if the rating's really high. is Because like, like, <laughs> I think I have the, the highest rated beer bar in Montrose. All right. Uh, which is saying something. Which is saying something, but of bars in outside of that, it's like, yeah, there's some bad reviews. There's a lot of great reviews, but... If they were all bad reviews, then I wouldn't sit there and say, "Hey, man, it's like getting written up in any of the any of the random internet. I don't know what they are, what they're called. Uh, you know, magazines or so, blogs or whatnot. Yeah. Write up like the ten best breweries in Houston, and you're like, all right, you, you look at them, but as long as your name's on the list, you're like, that's a great list. But if your name's not on the list, you're like, these people are out of their mind. Yeah, or you get listicles. Or Isn't that what they call them, listicles? Yes. Yeah. I think that sounds correct. Or uh, what do they, uh, the they call it? Uh, clickbait. <laughs> they also Very call much clickbait. clickbait. So yeah. the internet, everything is bastardized now, right? Like, I I use the tools for what I use them for, for just pragmatic purposes. Look, you go to Yelp, you go to see something. If I go to Yelp and go, hey, I'm going to do this or this, it's when I'm in a, out of town and I have no idea where I'm going. And I go, but I usually go to Google and go, look, where are breweries? <laughs> what serves this beer? Boom, I can go. It's easy. Untapped is a tool. It's a tool that I can use very well because I can list our beers on it every day. And it immediately uploads it. And today you go, oh, this is untapped, this is untapped, this is untapped. Boom, easy money. I don't look at it for the ratings because it's kind of silly. I know I'm going to drink that beer anyway. And I don't, it's more so to me to see the diversity of what I can get and where I'm going to get it. I'm on, like, the Houston Beer Society, Craft Beer Society Facebook page, and I feel like I, that was a mistake at this point in my life because I don't even understand what's going on there. It's, uh, it's, I don't even, we were, we had this discussion earlier, like, before we talked. Vince it's really hard to, to maintain, like, a presence in some of these Facebook pages. Oh, yeah, and yeah. groups. And, and that, and that's right where I'm going. It just bastardizes everything. Yeah. Like, the whole point is to see what you have and what's out. I like the information disseminated. I don't need to know what your take on the information is. I just need to know what the information is. That's it. Well, I think, I think I'll Vince... I'll disseminate my review of it. Let's take it all the way back. Before we even sat down, I think Vince said, craft beer is going to kill craft beer. Yeah, that was so, a discussion we had, too. It, it's getting too crafty? Well, let's take a break. Let's regroup. Vince has... And hold that thought, Vince. Because he, he's about to, about to let it go. Right, let's take a break. This is Drink of Ages here on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. friend Ryan Lewis from No Label Brewing Company is here, man. Tell us about what's going on with No Label. Hey, guys. Right now, we've got our Oktoberfest out, finally. 6.25% alcohol, some great malt notes to it as it warms up, and a little bit of a dry finish. Speaking of which, we've got our Oktoberfest going on at the brewery September 13th. The Oktoberfest shindig starts at 6. Everything It's free to get in. Uh, we'll have pint glasses available for everybody there as well. And then speaking of some other events we got going on across town, August 22nd, we have our very first Escape the Brew at Heights Beer Garden. 
We've combined Escape the Room with beer at your local bar. Come through and have some fun, man. We're going to have about six teams of five to six people. First come, first serve. This year's theme is uh, Candyman, the Heights serial killer from back in the day. That's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Lots of, lots of games. There'll be some swag for the winners. And then we've got uh, there's a special prize for each team is going to have one person that's another accomplice that's going to be slowing you down. And if you can figure it out and, and win, cool. If he slows you down enough, then he wins something. The rest you get to just look at. Well, the cool thing is, is you see no-label beer all over the place now. Uh, you guys are making some fantastic stuff. So stop by the tap room if you've never been there. Open seven days a week. And check out nolabelbrew.com. Uh, ask for Brumosa if you come to the brewery soon, man. We've, we, we threw uh, some El Jefe in with a bunch of orange puree. Jumped that thing up to 6.8% alcohol. Tastes like a juicy afternoon. All right, Ryan. Appreciate it. Shed, Vince Mandeville from Brash Brewing's hanging out, and we also have Ricky Costello, the owner of Watershed. If you honestly, if you're driving around or if you're listening to this, I man, you need to stop by here, eat some food, drink some beer, badass tap selection, and man, I'm about to tell you what these wings are like because they just set down a whole plate of um, smoked wings. Yes, sir. And then, yeah, it's. So my favorite wings, I'm not going to lie, are from King's Beer Garden. They smoke them. They flash fry them. That used to be your favorite wings. It, it, it might used to be my favorite wings. So uh, I'm excited to try these things. I'm going to dip my carrots in sauce, you know, because we got a lot of sauce over here. But Saucy. Let's get, let's get real saucy. It's Vince's dipping uh, pretzel. Pretzel bites, yep. Deep fried little small pretzel bites and do... Muskrat. Really I don't know. I mean, he's got a burger and French fries over here. <laughs> so, all right. Isn't it kind of a general rule you're not supposed to uh, eat while you're on the radio because it's kind of gross sounding? I think. I think that um, another rule is not to drink a whole lot of alcohol at the same time. I think that's and, a rule too. Yeah, we 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 don't pay attention to that one either. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a whole lot of fun today. Hey, you know what, you guys? Uh, they, I'll be honest. I, so I got in touch with Rick when he opened this place up and stopped by, started hanging out. And before long, we're sitting around talking about music, talking about venues and concerts and shows and, and Houston, you know, from like the... Uh, I started like the early 90s is when I really started hitting um, all the different bars and all the different music venues around Houston going to see shows. And so we started talking and he was like, man, yeah, Vince, we used to live together. We were in a band together. There's this and that. And I was like, holy crap. And Vince, I've known Vince for a long time. I used to walk into St. Arnold Tours and just stare in the glass as you're sitting in the uh, in the laboratory over there, just waiting for you to turn around and, and look at me. Laboratory. Laboratory. Quality control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like standing there, it's like, you feel me. You feel me back here. And then you finally <laughs> turn around and be like, hey, what's up, John? And 
so no, I was really excited when it was like, hey, let's put a show together where we're all hanging out, eating and drinking and, and yeah. having a good time. Because I knew that the stories from you guys uh, were going to be pretty incredible. And we're only scratched the surface of yeah. the potential yeah, I mean, it, that could for be a show. Things. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Thank you for having us. I mean, it's been, I've had a good time. It's fun uh, talking and drinking beer and talking about beer and music. I recently saw Dan DeTrenis, who was our roadie on a West Coast tour. Tour with quotation marks. Yes. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys in a van with a whole bunch of musical equipment. Went it to smelled, the West Coast. It smelled really bad. Yeah. Uh, it actually started off, the van was like brand new. Had a TV. And, and Jimmy Bradshaw from Squat, Squat Thrust. Uh, said i wonder how long it, it's gonna smell like this yeah and it didn't take long it no, took it about a couple days yeah and we got a bottle of centenario uh, blanca tequila in mexico our parents won't like this story but uh <laughs> we we sent dan out we in, 19. San, in san francisco to procure us some psychedelics oh and he came back with uh Something that was definitely not psychedelic. It was just paper. Hmm. We found out when we were on Mount Rainier. Remember, it was closed. Mount Rainier was closed, and we opened the gate with a van and a U-Haul trailer behind it. In November. In November. Because it was closed because there was ice. Oh, of course, yeah. It snows a little bit up it there. It was closed for a reason. Yeah. But we're from Texas. We didn't know we opened, reasons. We opened that gate. You guys decided to drive higher up that mountain. Been sitting around eating paper all day. Here's another thing that happened there is that Vince was sober for the first four days of that tour. Well, I waited till my birthday. We tour. bought a bottle of, bottle of tequila. November 19th, right? And well, there's a good story about Mexico, too. No, let's just go to this story first. Okay. So we got a bottle of Centenario back then, which was like super high-end, like Blanca tequila. Vince decided he was going to drink basically that bottle. He got trapped under a bench. Some other things happened. There was no, there was no hallucinations that night, so I was a little upset. Yeah, so he drank a lot of tequila. Ended his sobriety smoothest. quickly. It was the smoothest tequila I think I've ever had. <laughs> when you're freezing and you're wearing fingerless gloves on Mount Rainier in uncharted Mount Rainier territory where we shouldn't be with a U-Haul. You know what I want to know? Where is the serape that I had that looked like the Clint Eastwood serape? Oh, it the was Mexican, like a blanket. Oh, we got, it was a Mexican got, blanket with a Oh, with a yeah, the good, cut. the bad, the ugly. Yeah, we got yeah. Juarez, yeah. right? Yeah, I got yeah. it in Juarez. I don't know where that is right now. Yeah. No, it's not in Mount Rainier. It's it's in somebody's garage, like dunged out. The pictures from that are fantastic, and I'll show those to you later. Like, I did I did get too drunk that I could not get up from underneath a park bench. Yep. And I hit my head multiple times. You had a scab right there. I had. Uh, I'm pointing my to the, nose. I'm pointing to the right side of his forehead. The next yeah. night we had to play a show at the uh, the off ramp, or the uh, or was it Rock Candy? Off ramp. Nosh before the mosh, Nash after the bash. Yeah. That was so, in Seattle, yeah. Think about this. I walked into a place in Seattle that I looked like I might have been the most strung out person on the planet because I had scrapes all over my face. You looked homeless, basically. I did look homeless. Uh, isn't that like most of Seattle? 
Yeah. I mean, kind of, but Vince but I, I, I really homeless. did. I was, and plus, there's no showering when you're in a van. Mm-hmm. That was at the off ramp, and that was like '93 ish, '92 ish. Yeah. You gotta all right. That there when it comes. I think we've all learned a lot tonight. We've digressed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Nothing about beer. We did talk about beer off the air more. A than little bit, not. yeah, yeah. Off the air, we talked a whole lot about beer. Uh, but if you want to come drink some good beer, man, stop by Watershed, uh, hang out with Rick and the gang over here. Eat some absolutely phenomenal chicken wings, and apparently a, a cheeseburger at Muskratch's still over eating. Uh, do that, and then of course Brash. Always on tap. Yep, always on tap over here. Stop by be two or three. Stop right, by the brewery. Right uh, now, we don't have anything on guest tap because we have so many beers going. But uh, uh, the the cold box is getting kind of empty, so there's going to be some guest taps there. Uh, also, Hit me up, brewers. Also, what about <laughs> Lemmy Fest? Oh, yeah. we Lemmy Mass. So, okay. Last year, we did uh, Lemmy Mass. Uh, and it was... A whole bunch of local bands got together on Lemmy's birthday, which is during Christmas time. Right before Christmas, yeah. And we had a thing at Rudyard's that uh, we all played Motorhead songs. So this year, I asked Rick if we can get the band back together and just do... Let's get the band back together, yeah. man. we <laughs> get the band back together. And just do some uh, Can't we Motorhead do Hawk- songs. Technically, we could do Hawkwind if we wanted. That's Lemmy. He was he was a roadie for Hawkwind. No, he played in Hawkwind. Well, he was a roadie and he played in Hawkwind. So I'm just keeping my options open, man. So where are you guys going to play? Rogers. I saw Hawkwind. I, Lily, I, saw, I saw Hawkwind at the Washington Soul Bar. Yeah, but not with Lemmy. No, no, no. Rudyard's. Rudyard's is where Lemmy misses. And... Uh, yeah, we could technically do a Hawkwind song and some Motorhead songs. We're not going to do a Hawkwind song. It's going to be all Motorhead. I'm just thinking that for me because I'm out of shape and I'm old and playing drums is tough. It's, it's. Oh, it's, I know what it it's, is. I know Motorhead. Yeah, it's Motorhead. All right, but well, yeah, so I have one more wing to eat. Uh, and that's got to wrap up the show. Yeah. Actually, everybody here but Muskrat is out of beer because he, has, he is the only one that actually had a burger sitting over here oh, eating. Oh, eating a full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap up the show, man. Vince, appreciate you coming down here and hanging out, man. Always good to see you. Thanks, John. And, of course, man, Watershed, badass place. Come hang out. Oh. Come check out Rick. Come by, come by and talk to this guy. Talk to these guys about music. Yeah, because they, the, the, the way that music like that I remember from my early childhood days, you know, and all the scene, the, the, the different bars, all the different punk bands and everything that happened, uh, these guys were out there playing it, so man, just just sit back, talk to these guys about some music as I mean celery on the microphone. <laughs> it, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming out. I mean, we I had a great time. It's good. All right, man. No, appreciate you guys. Uh, stop by Brewmasters Beer Fest, man. Happening Labor Day weekend. It is their 10-year anniversary of this big ass party that goes down on the island. There's hundreds of beers. A lot of breweries. Are you guys out there? It's, it's crazy. It is. It it's is a lot of fun. Are you going out there? It is a whole no, lot of fun. We're not there, but it's but, a lot uh, of fun. But the, the whole island just kind of turns into a ridiculous party. Uh, you get to try a whole lot of beers at the Brewmaster Festival. It's Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday with a barbecue, barbecue, 
beers, everything. So it's like a whole weekend that happens over at Moody Gardens. Um, well, then why don't we go down and drink there? Yeah. Oh, man. I can it's, probably get some Benny Keith passes or something. Let's do that. It's a lot of fun. All right, yeah, so Brewmasters Festival, man. Go check it out. It's Labor Day weekend down in Galveston. Uh, Moody Gardens, badass hotel. If you want to go down and hang out and have a good party, join us over at Brewmasters Craft Beer Festival, Labor Day weekend, brewmastersbeerfest.com. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, every show you can listen to, all the old ones. The old ones that Vince was on. Yeah, we can go back and find them on SoundCloud, iTunes. Barely on. <laughs> ben does talk a lot. <laughs> and I, what was uh, there was something that Ben said on the first. I'll, I'll remember it later and I'll post. But uh, listening to the old show sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. Going to DreamBages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, all over the internet. And everybody be safe. Talk to everybody next week.